0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Spiritist Conversations. You know the drill, the show where we sit down with friends to talk about things through an informal lens in an unscripted and totally informal way. We are very excited today to have a very interesting topic and even more interesting guests. Uh, Today we are talking about planetary transition. What is this planetary transition thingy? that keeps popping up in Spiritism. And we are broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube. And of course, you can always listen to the audio version uh, of this uh, through podcast, whenever you get your podcasts. But let's set that aside and let's invite our guests and co-hosts for today so that we can uh, make sure that we get the show on the way. So first with us, we have our friend Flavio. Hi, Flavio. Say hi to everybody.
1: Hello, folks. Uh, I'm here in the beautiful Como Arthur, Massachusetts, as usual. Looking forward to yet another Spiritist Conversations.
0: Wonderful. And with us always, as well, our favorite friend, that's not called Flavio, Susanna. (sighs) Hello, everybody.
2: Um, I'm here again, Susanna Simões from Miami. Looking forward to another great show and being with friends and connecting with all the folks who are joining us um, live right now.
0: Wonderful. And so you know the three of us. We've been here uh, for a while, but we're also very excited to welcome another guest back in the show. She's actually been in the show before, but you might not have heard her because one of the shows that we recorded with her in the streets of Washington, D.C. never made it because the sound (laughs) quality wasn't good enough. But today we get to have her... Uh, back and so say hi to Heather. Hi, Heather.
3: Hi, Dan. Hi, Flavio. Hi, Susanna. I'm glad to join you all once again and be here live in person. I'm joining from Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
1: There you go.
0: Great. Um, all right. So here we go. Uh, another Spiritist conversation. This one is about planetary transition. So Let's do what we often do, which is just pop a question out there. So what is this planetary transition thing? Where do we start, guys?
1: I think um, we could start by by trying to define what that is, right? Uh, First, there is a book written by Manuel Miranda that talks about it. But for the folks that are listening or watching us, can we maybe in 30 seconds explain what that is?
2: You were so good at this, right? You He made a question, and you just like, I don't know, make it look cute, like something like that, and throw it back at us. I mean, you should start answering in 30 seconds. Actually, I'll give you 27 I know, seconds I know, I know.
0: to he, answer. He just pulled the old, like, when the teacher asks you a question, exactly. you don't know what to do. Just ask a question back, right? Ask a question
1: with
2: the question. Exactly. Is it the end of the world? Is things, are things going to, you know, the world's going to come to an end sooner than later.
1: All right. Let me, let, me, let me tee that up a little bit, right? So planetary transition. So when we're transitioning, we're going from one state to another. As we're learning spiritism, we're going from a planet of trials and expiations, right, that we live in these days, towards a more uh, enlightened planet. As we call it, the planet of regeneration, right? So, what does that mean, right? In, in plain English, how can we translate that, right? Regeneration, what does that mean? I mean, that's the, the pure definition <laughs> that I wanted to get into, right?
2: It was 47 seconds. Thank
0: Heather? You. Thank you for uh, okay. keeping us accountable, Susanna. Yes. I'm,
3: I'm just going to throw out there some concepts that I think we'll be addressing over the course of the conversation is just to, uh, you know, throw them on the board to start the conversation. Um, You know, we talk about the evolution of the planet, the evolution of the individuals. We'll talk about probably the kind of evolution that we're talking about principally with um, planetary transition. And all that's come up recently is the moral uh, transition, right? Because we transform, we evolve intellectually and morally. So at this point, we are... We've come pretty far intellectually, and we gotta play catch up on the moral side, in order to really make the world a better place, right? And continue our our spiritual progress.
1: All right. So let me let me let me take on what you said Heather, there, right? Yeah. Uh, we've got to catch up on the moral play, the moral side of the house. Mm-hmm. If you look at the data, it shows that we have never before have done so much volunteering work than we're doing right now right the world is, is a much better place than it was you know a century or a couple of centuries ago right
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: Today it's not okay anymore for most part of the world to do so commit some atrocities that 70 80 years ago right we as a society committed what, what are we missing right from a society perspective to catch up morally in your understanding
3: I think you bring up a, a really good point uh, because a lot of people look around and think that you know we're going backwards. You know, like things are just simply going down in the dumps. And as you said, we are actually in a better place than we were, uh, you know, century, a couple centuries ago. But we're still dragging our feet. We have, um, and if you look, there's a whole range of characters living in this planet, right? So, our goal is to get toward a state in which we have a little bit more uniform um, tendency toward the good. So, those individuals that you talk about out there doing this kind of charity work and reaching out to help others, they're in the right place. Um, we have. Plenty of individuals that are still kind of lost though, and some um, that are just way off the path. So yep. in order for the planet to actually evolve, we need to improve things um, it, among more, like say the masses, right? We need a little bit more uh, uniform condition or disposition, you could say, Um, of moral virtue that's not to say that we're going to jump right from one to the other that anybody needs to you know make a leap into perfection because this is a process of transformation but there is in Mm -hmm. spite of all the progress we've made Flavio we still have a whole lot of suffering and the spirit realm wants to help us move on from that right
0: let me tell you let me throw a wrench in this over here. Right. So um, it looks like the planet is always in transition because the planet is always in transition. So we can we can say in one way that uh, that we are always in a planetary transition. But what makes these times that we're living in today right now so special? How is that different from any other point in time? And why why do sometimes we feel like this is, you know, the end of times? I think as I think Susanna was bringing that up. Right.
2: Yeah, we um, we are always in transition because we are under one of the divine laws, which is the law <coughs> of progress. So whether we want it or not, uh, we are progressing constantly. So we are constantly moving, although we may not feel that way. But that is always part of nature that we are moving forward, that we are uh, progressing now. One of the the concepts that I find particularly intriguing and really challenging and really like um, bothersome if you will uh, that the spirits bring in the spirit's book because it comes to like challenge ourselves in our in, in, in our sense of pride, the pride that we take for our evolution is a question in the Spirit's book where the spirits tell us that Um, we are still in the first phases of civilization. So we really, really like to think of ourselves as uh, civilized individuals, given the level of progress that we have already made and agree with Heather and Flavio on on both um, wings, so to speak, right, intellectually and morally. But the spirits are going to tell us that you know, while we live in a planet where selfishness and pride is still prevail, where, self, where self-interest is still our primary um, motor, um, you know, we cannot call self-civilized. So I think that that's like an incredible blow <laughs> in mm-hmm. our pride. And then, you know, so yes, we have um, progressed morally, but what we see is an incredible discrepancy on the rate of progress between intellectuality and morality, and still uh, we are, you know, very much driven in everything that we do in one way or another by self-interest. So just going back to to Dan's uh, point, you know, so the way progress takes place, and that's all over Kardec's um, cardification, right? It is a slow pace. But from time to time, you know, God gives us a, a little push forward, and humanity undergoes some sort of crisis where we can we can see that happening right now. I mean, people have been shaken out of their comfortable zone zone and have been pushed to create solutions, to come up with different ideas. So we interact and reach out to each other into we have been forced to look at our neighbors in ways that we haven't. So right now, the end of the times, what we see is like major crises hitting our humanity and really, you know, helping progress to take place a little faster.
1: Yeah. I, I, I wanted to, I want to pick back on what Susanna just said, right? Because if we go back to the... Um, um, Christian eschatology, right? Jesus mentioned about the uh, great tribulation that the world was going to go through. And oftentimes our fellow brothers and sisters, right, uh, Christ followers uh, uh, connect that with the end of the world or the end of times. As we learn, however, from Spiritism, that great transition or the sign of turbulent times or the beginning of pain, as Jesus very well mentioned, right, it is the beginning of the transition towards a better place, a better planet for all of us to live, right? So is that, what are you referring to, Susanna?
2: Yes, I mean, we are are moving towards a better planet. And, you know, um, the spirits have said that we have achieved a place of um, material well-being. Our intellect has taken us to a place of material well-being what's missing right now for us to leave is a place of moral well-being in other words we need to get to a place where not only we are sitting in wonderful chairs under the comfort of a room with air conditioning and electricity and all the material achievements that we have done to this point but we need also to be feeling Peaceful in a sense of well-being within. And so that's where, you know, um, religion, spirituality, um, we are all spiritual here. But anything, any path that can help humankind to connect with what's essential, with life, right? With the true meaning of life, with God, if that's what you call a higher force, a higher power, you know. That's what we are in, and with one another, seeing on you know one another, uh, a brother and a sister, someone who is equal. So those are the feelings that I think at this point we need to to you know to focus mm-hmm. and to seek to develop, and this is what's going to make the world. Because you can be in a world that is a hundred, a thousand percent comfortable materially speaking, and yet you are. In wars, you know, rather, yes, wars, not whether it's wars yeah. between individuals, between countries, or in a wars,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Not- I think we need to jump in there because I think that you know, Susanna makes a great point, which we should also um, kind of make sure we hit that it's not just about the Individual but all individuals too because I think that what she's alluding to and I think I want to kind of double click on that piece is It's a shift this conscientious shift between Just me to all of us right that that the rising tide lifts all boats that that nobody wins until everybody wins and I think that we are still in that selfish mode and we haven't an awakened that collective wellness mode that Susanna is describing. I remember when I first read question 132 of the Spirit's book, it was just one of my favorites. And and it's basically like a meaning of life question, right? Um, and in that question, the Kardec asked the spirit, so what's the purpose of reincarnating and, and so forth? And and they say, Well, it's twofold. One is for us to evolve. And if you don't read carefully, like the follow up piece, a couple of sentences down, it has has like a beautiful poetic thing that says, and play our part in the creation, which kind of means that we are here to evolve ourselves, to learn and grow, but we're also here for others, that we also play a part in helping the welfare of people in general, right? And I think that Mm -hmm. sometimes, like, we don't even see or register that part in the question because we're so, like, focus on ourselves that we are like oh what do i what do i learn what is it for me like how do i figure this stuff out that we forget that we also have responsibilities not just rights and i think that susanna is speaking to that piece of like inner transformation inner calm comes from understanding our place um in the collective and playing our part in helping other people get there and let's leave aside the whole eschatology which is the study of the end of the world that flavio was talking about we should go back to that later because that's pretty cool um yeah but i love that that, that susana's pointing to that right because it's clear to us there's a lot of people out there who who have everything they're beautiful they're famous they have tons of money and yet they are choosing to um you know to leave life they're like committing suicide they're not happy and they apparently have everything so clearly this materialistic world that we think is the best thing for us in terms of actions and attitudes is not and it's not working out great and we are needing to rethink all that stuff right and so there's this bubbling i think too this like moment where people are like what what's what should i be doing what's my purpose what's my um meaning in life and i think that kind of tells us that there's something special in this moment in time of our history that we need to kind of consider and make changes
3: dan i just wanted to Um, your question about how do we know, like what's different about this too. uh, Kardec himself, you know, in the Genesis, he talked about the fact that this, this transition, as you said, the planet is always in transition, but now we're talking about which transition, the one from the world of trials and expiations to the world of regeneration. Kardec himself wrote that we're standing in this sort of midway point that doesn't mean, you know, that it's coming tomorrow, right? But he talks about, you know, this generation going out and the new generation coming in. That's not a corporeal generation, but mm-hmm. more a, a spiritual generation. So, uh, you know, he writes that in this time, we're, we're going to see, you know, not only the things like the catastrophes um. And and, and events like that, that that touch us and cause a reflection among a great number of individuals and and really allow opportunity for the exercise of compassion among those um, willing and, and wanting to help their brothers and sisters in need. But also, he says that there will be a clash of ideas. Mm -hmm. And to me, that really resonated because we see right now so much division in in people, you know, so many of us are 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 clashing in our in our thoughts, whether it be, you know, political or religious. And quite frankly, we're not shy to tell each other, it seems, you know, but it's to the point that it's like too much and we need to learn to have more respect but all of this, like Susanna mentioned, the word crisis, and that was a word when I, you know, was doing some reading. I keep seeing coming up in different texts is like this idea of crisis before the calm. Kind of made me think about the, um, we're hearing about people uh, with COVID nineteen, the ones that are able to recover. It's like their temperature goes way up, and then almost right after that, that's when that's when they start to feel better, right? it's just like it's like when when the waves come crashing everything's building and then that receding you know that this that's going to happen so if kardec had, yeah just so to say if kardec himself had not mentioned it we might be able to see through you know yeah it makes sense you know the planet is always in transition we're better than we were before but for me coming to spiritism and reading in these books the fact that yeah, this is happening, and we see uh, we can touch on um, Manuel's book, like Val well, you said, he he actually says, yeah, it's, it's happening now, right? These these spirits are incarnating, many of them now that are going to help us. Of course, that's always a normal part of the process, but I think it's happening in big numbers.
0: Yeah, and I should yeah, say I that wanna, uh, wanna the illusion that. Um, just really quickly, that, that Heather is uh, alluding to Genesis, which is the fifth book that Kardec put yeah. together, and the last chapter of the book, um, and actually the little one before that, a mm-hmm. little bit before that, 17 too, talks about this new phase, this new transition in this so-called end of times, right? Because I would argue that we are in the end of times, um, and but not in a way that that we, uh, we, we had made it believe, right? That whole idea of the end of the world we have because we're so materialistic. We think that the end of the world means the end of the physical world, mm-hmm. but it actually means the end of the ways in which we have behaved in this materialistic world. And we are in, towards the end of the world where we're being asked to change our attitudes, to change the way we we uh, we think and we we uh, we do things. And I think that's what's really interesting about this whole idea of eschatology or the apocalypse right we use the word apocalypse to mean the end of things but it actually from the greek greek means to reveal right so That's apocalypse is revelation it's a revealing of something that was hidden right so we are in the apocalypse we are revealing something that you know knew that we have been told was going to happen but that we're beginning to grasp a little by little so sorry there Flavio, i cut you off which is my favorite thing to do
1: No, Brad, it's fine. I I, I can return the favor. So I'm glad you mentioned apocalypse and the uh, etymological definition of that, because Heather mentioned crisis, and if you look at also crisis, that means decision, right? So every time we're in crisis, means that we have to decide on something. Mm -hmm. So the planetary transition is an invitation for us to decide or make better choices for the future. It's really travel within ourselves to look at things from a different angle. Of a different perspective, right? As we mentioned in the beginning, it's that call to action for us to look at our brothers and sisters with different set of eyes. We're really, you know, putting ourselves more in other people's shoes, right? Because we had an amazing you know, development, right? We all have the comfort of our homes, most of us, anyways, have the comfort of our homes, air conditioning for us here in the northeast, we need heating systems to make us cozy and warm and all that, right? You guys don't do that in Florida, I know that. But when you look at that, that's a lot of development from a technological you know, uh, standpoint. But from the uh, moral, from the uh, philosophical area that we're all looking at each other as really siblings, I think we, we have a long way to go. And this journey starts inside each one of us, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Let's take a question from Carol, because <clears throat> I think he hits the point that you were talking about, Flavio. Carol saying... Does the COVID vaccine represent a mark of the beast in revelations? In the Bible, it says there would be a rapture first before the tribulation. Which of these are metaphors according to what Spiritism speaks? So I, th- I think we're talking about it, right? I think that uh, we are talking about this idea that this transition piece is something that has been, quote, quote, foretold. Because Christ, as such an elevated spirit, knew what was ahead for us and understood where things are. And that there would be this moment of transition. However, we make these things to be sometimes a little bit different than what they were originally intended. Like the word apocalypse has taken another meaning, as we're talking about crisis, has taken another meaning, right? This whole idea of end of times is exactly this transformation that we need to go through because we created it too, right? There's mm-hmm. a bu- the beautiful passage, you know, and the allegory in the in the Bible between the wheat and the chaff, right? Because they they're two they're two of the same they look alike when they're when they're young right when they when you just see them you can't really tell them apart so the way that you can separate the chaff from the wheat is to let them grow a little bit and then when they grow you can tell them apart and then you can remove the chaff and throw that into the fire so to speak as so that goes it right so i think it's a beautiful spiritual allegory with reincarnation like you know we all start from the same place but we, as we grow old we can see how we're doing and if we are deviating this way or that way and then it gets a point where the wheat needs to continue to grow and the chaff needs to be removed because it's holding the wheat back and then it's thrown somewhere else right because that's what's best for the wheat and what's best for the chaff as well so i think we are in that process so i would read in that biblical passage this whole idea of rapture is it is a rapture with the past habits. It's not that people are going to disappear from Earth all of a sudden, right? I think that our right. imagination has taken over a little bit on the on that side and failed to understand. And the good news is that we also know this because the spirits are telling us. Yeah. They are coming and frequently yeah. telling us. And that you know, they have been telling us since the 1850s and even before. Yeah. But the Genesis, the stuff that, that Heather was alluding to was also messages from the spirits that Kardec was reprinting and letting us uh, understand. So it's a fascinating moment, Keep pivotal moment in our collective history.
2: There is a, uh, so, there is a question here too, um, um, where, you know, uh, Rafael and Ana Paula both uh, making specific reference, right, to COVID-19 <clears throat> as part of planetary transition. And I just, you know, as I, as I read this uh, question, um, I got uh, this idea that perhaps some people might think that COVID-19 was something that God sent to the planet in order and to... as a
3: redefining moment, right?
2: Yeah, it was sent yeah. to the planet <laughs> as part of this transition, as something that came from outside... You know? And so, what, you know, we did talk a little bit about this in previous um, uh, episodes of uh, Spirit's Conversations, but I think it's uh, worth it to mention once more that, you know, God does not, some people might think, might have an understanding that God, you know, punishes us or sends specific trials per se. In fact, what we see today, you know, the, the environmental conditions of the planet outside, right? They are deeply connected to the environmental conditions of our own souls. In fact, in fact the outside is always reflecting and the planet is evolving. Um, and this is also in Genesis, in the same chapter, that talks about the physical evolution of the planet being very deeply correlated to the moral evolution of humanity. So when we see uh, the virus, um, the, the mutations, the the new diseases that are being formed, all this is an effect, right? It's an effect to the ways in which we have been living. Uh, it's an effect of the paradigms that we have been uh, electing for ourselves material paradigms and all the the uh, is a reflection of the deep disconnection that we have uh, from God at this moment. So I, I just want to point that out because I got this idea in my mind as something that was being sent to us, as opposed to something that has been the result. It's our own creation, right? We created an environment that allows for the manifestation of things like that. And this is precisely how God works, works through his laws. So when we are going astray and going a little crazy and a little too much in our deviations, in our imbalances, we deal with the consequences. So it's as God saying, Hey, all right, I let you guys go up to here right now. Stop. Okay. It's time to go back home, reset, You know, take a little time off and think a little bit about how we're going to move forward. But understand that this is not something that uh, this man who is sitting on top of a cloud decided to send to us. Here you go. A whole bunch of viruses. Right? No. It's, (laughs) It's part of the divine law. And yes, it's necessary perhaps that, you know, it's, it's a critical moment. It's a critical moment in the sense that we really need to stop and think, how are we going to go forward? Because it's time. There is a time that comes where things must move forward. So mm-hmm. we have free will up to a certain point, but God has its time too. And right now it's time. This planet must move forward. So, you know, the the lost real... Um, conspire in such a way that uh, you know we can get ready we can uh, be in a position to inherit our own planet as a new and uh, planet
0: yeah and we always think that, that so, transition is for other people want, right
2: you, you guys today are like you know yeah <laughs> like,
0: alright slowpoke you go you for, you for it <laughs> alright
1: I'll go first so you mentioned that, of course, all of us have free will, right? Uh, but at some time, if I read you correctly, if I understood you correctly, you said sometimes, right, uh, God interferes or the universe interferes in our ability to choose. So let me, let me put this a scenario in front of all of us, right? Imagine I'm that individual that I'm not changing, right? I'm still stuck on my old you know, self. I'm still stuck on my selfishness. I'm still in that old behavior that I only care about myself. I couldn't care less about anybody else, right? What's going to happen to me in this transition?
0: Good question, sir. So I love that you are, um, you know, you know, saying that you're going to be left behind. Um, you know, it's almost like a I rapture thing. Be can can we leave record. Flavio behind?
3: <laughs>
0: I think that's uh, part, of, part of the question. Uh, You know, but you know your um, your analysis, Flavio, is not really far away, and we see that almost daily, without necessarily using those words, right? We see people who are um, who are struggling a little bit with the idea of being in this together, right? We are struggling with people uh, caring for each other, and I think that we see a lot of that on the. On the masks thing and taking care of each other and being in a home quarantine, this debate is going on, and a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, well, but I want to go out. I need to do my things, and, and yeah. it's. A, and I'm not saying you're right or wrong, right? Let's get me wrong, because I know that people also need to make a living. But mm-hmm. I think this moment's specifically interesting because it's asking us to shift our mentality and say, we're not wearing masks just so that we can protect ourselves. We are wearing masks so that we can help others, because in helping others. We help ourselves. We are. It's almost like biologically we are being led to the golden rule, right, that right. I want to make sure that I, I am okay and I'm only going to be okay if everybody else around me is okay. I think we said this before. If you buy all the hand sanitizer out there, it's not going to keep you safe because if I am not sanitized myself and I'm interacting with you, you can be as, quote, quote, clean as you may be, but, you know, uh, I will not, so I might pass the virus to you. So it's really an interesting and process where we have to reflect about how we carry out our business and shift away from this idea of, like, I'm going to hog all the resources I can, yeah. right, to protect me only and my family. Because all of a sudden, you and your family cannot be protected if, anybody, if everybody else is not either, right? So we talked a little bit about this, this stuff before, but it's an interesting shift morally for us to start to focus on other things. And question the ways that we were doing business before right?
2: Well, especially
3: uh, because one of the moral conditions one of the two let's see two uh, moral conditions that are most impeding our progress are and our own um, our own way of being is selfishness right So that has everything to do with what's going on right now Dan and what you were saying in terms of the attitude that we choose to take.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, in in how much compassion we have toward one another.
0: And this Um, planetary transition will no longer talk. It's like back to what Susanna was saying in the free will piece, right? So yes, we have free will, but free will does not mean that we get a pass from the consequence of our actions, right? So if I do something and it has a consequence, I need to deal with it. I, I can choose not to deal with it in the moment, but I have to deal with it later. And it kind of adds up, life after life,
3: and, and the moment the our we're
0: here. yeah, the but
3: think, moment our that, actions impact anyone else, you know, there's a, a point where you have to stop and think first, right? It's not mm-hmm. like like you said, you still have your free will, but you have to consider the impact of your actions. Mm-hmm. What and what would you want that to be, yeah. and what kind of yeah. consequences then come back to you, good or bad?
1: Right? Yeah, I think this is this is a great philosophical point because. When we look at, uh, we are solely responsible for everything that happens to us, right? Yeah. The good things that happen to us, we are fully responsible. The quote-unquote not-so-good things that happen to us, we're also right. responsible. The moment we acknowledge that and understand, right, our life, you know, our, our sort of mindset changes, right? I, I should not treat someone so this way because guess what, right? If I, feel, I, I make that person feel, feel awful, I'm responsible, right? I'm accountable for that. I think the moment we acknowledge that are our mindset changes. I think to me, this is the most beautiful philosophical, you know, uh, point of spiritism that really opens our eyes and minds to see the world with different set of eyes, right? And I think yeah. these, even, you know, this day and age that we have all these difficulties. You know, I think we were talking about, you know, Raphael's question before, right? We had a episode on COVID. I invite everybody that's listening or watching us to go back sometime later And watch or listen to that. It's an amazing episode that we recorded. But everything that's in front of us, right? We are co-responsible. How do we make the best out of it? I think that's the question we all should be asking ourselves, right?
0: Yeah, and how do we fight this, like, mystical approaches to things that sometimes we like to create too, right? Sometimes we like to create stories in our heads for whatever reasons, uh, whether... It's a conspiracy theory, you know, about the why we are where we are, or whether this are, you know, these are like the end of times with the end of the world. It seems that sometimes, like a human psyche, has this need to create these dramatic stories. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's pretty serious business the times that we're in, right? But if you think uh, about it, every moment that we live in is pretty serious, right? Um, well,
3: it's always it's always easier. If you can point to a cause outside of yourself, right? And not consider no. yourself. What? I have,
0: you mean <laughs> I have to take responsibility, Heather? Mm-hmm. No, yes. I, just, I just, I don't want to do that inner work that Susanna was talking about. That's for yeah. you guys. Why, you guys I, are the problem. I'm just fine. If you guys weren't yeah. there, the world would be a better place.
1: And that's why to be a religious person, you know, in the past was a lot easier. Because we would just listen to what the... Uh, pastor, the priest or the clerical folks were talking, it's okay, you know, I should go do this without doing a lot of critical thinking. It was a lot easier than today that we learned from spiritism, that we should listen, knowledge, internalize, think critically, right? And collaborate with what what we're listening we're learning. Right? Mm-hmm. A much more difficult approach, but at the same time reaps a lot more benefits down the road as well. Right.
3: Can we talk about uh, what Flavio said, uh, being left behind? What that yes. what that would even mean? What do you mean so, by so being that, left
0: behind? Heather, are you saying that you want to leave Flavio behind? Did I get that right?
3: No, yeah. not at all. I, I want, I want,
1: <laughs> I don't want
0: hold on, hold on. Flavio hold on. Oh, left behind. look at that. What? <laughs> oh, no oh, more, no more screen that. time I'm for
2: Flavio. <laughs>
0: um yeah so You're, i think it's a great one let's double click yeah. on that so wh- what is it to be left behind right uh because i think that we all have a fear of being left behind and disconnected to normally i think many of us are feel like you know our own insecurities are at play here uh, but we also know that these are important times and i think that we might always have and let me go let me back up and say reincarnation is amazing right because once we begin to understand and think more about reincarnation, I think you can explain a lot of things that sometimes we struggle with, even in the emotional idea, this idea of this connection uh, of being away from your people. I think, you know, we have been learning through the times the spirits have been telling us that we do reincarnate. We reincarnate as many times as it takes for us to evolve. And then if we go faster than the speed at which Earth is evolving, then we go and incarnate in another place where we will then continue to incarnate and continue continually evolve and so forth. So this idea of being left behind is really interesting because um, it's this idea like, hey, if we are not moving as fast as the planet is evolving, it might be that at one point in time, we're going to have to get off this bus. That's exactly the analogy we have
3: that I was thinking. (laughs) Uh We're
0: going to have to catch the other bus because you know what? We're holding this bus up and this bus got to go. So if I'm being too rocky, I'm going to be put on the other bus, and then I will then be able to help other people. Yeah, right? like because I don't want to sit down,
3: way. I want to stand yeah. up and walk around so I can't go on the fast bus, right? It yeah. like but... you rebel a bit but But you know what? Um, I was you know reading in Kardec, and some people might think like, okay, so anyone that doesn't match the threshold at this point, you know, they're out of here. But Kardec questions, it's not exactly like that, because what what there are spirits that they are able to upon returning to the spirit realm after this life, they're still able to stop and reflect and maybe see, you know, the error of their ways. You know, in this world, they were under, you know, the all the material influences that, that we undergo. But yet they still have the, let's say, the predisposition to, to look at the reflections that this, the, the spiritual benefactors in the spirit realm will help them to make and kind of reengage engage themselves in, in the effort to make improvements. And they will get to come back here. So, you know, there, there's a difference. It's not just like, after this life, that's it, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're going to come back or we're going to be exiled, you know, there, there, there's like gradation in there. And even spirits that, you know, maybe they get off the bus, they're not ready for Mm -hmm. the speed. They still get to to come back on the bus when they've gotten to have their time, you know, and there's an assumption
0: in that thing too, right? We're assuming that we're always in the same bus, that we were made for just one bus.
2: Right. right. And
0: we get many buses to go different places. Exactly. So, so, I would you know. like
2: to um, answer Ana Paula's comment yeah. that you uh, put it over there. Um, so here's what I, will, I would say to her. So I'm more afraid of being left behind in the sense of if everyone else is morally evolved and I discover that I'm not. If you discover that you are not, I assure you that you will make it. Right. The so <laughs> The ones who are mm-hmm. thinking no. that they are morally evolved are likely the ones that won't make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. not,
3: yeah.
2: I have to look at someone. I mean, I cannot close my eyes. Don't look at think. I well, think, you know, jokes apart, I think that that um, speaks uh, to a level of awareness, you know, that the majority of people out there don't have. So many times in the gospel when, you know, there are so many passages that refer to uh, the ones who are sleeping and the need for awakening, right? So when uh, Jesus is about to be uh, taken and he goes to uh, pray and he asks the disciples to stay awake and, and pray with him and they fall asleep. And so Emmanuel has a beautiful page where he is going to interpret uh, this passage, and he's going to talk about how the majority of us is in this life asleep. We cannot be awake, not even for one hour, which okay. is the time that he was. And by one hour, he compares that to one existence because our existence is just one hour or much less in the yeah. you know relative to eternity. So, I think that if you were saying that. It shows that you are someone who is already, already seeking to be awake, seek to be seeking um, understanding of your moral evolution, trying to get to know yourself. And so another thing that is in the chapter of Genesis is that we don't need to be saints. We don't need to be perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be like you know the, the, the ultimate expression of goodness. we just need to be seeking. To be better and if I, that is part of uh, our daily efforts you know most likely we will uh, you know not lose, not it be it. left behind.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I would say I would even say Susanna, that it, it's impossible, quote unquote impossible to be perfect in this lifetime yeah. that we are.
0: No, Speak for yourself buddy. Oh, I don't uh, know.
1: Exactly. All of us so, here
0: are except for you.
1: <laughs> oh really? <laughs> What See I how passing? I
0: co-opted everybody into the into the thing. No, you're, you're right. I, I love that. I love that, um, Flavio. I think Susanna hit it in there, like, you know, we're not being asked to be per- morally perfect, to stay on the bus. Right. Just to be aware that there is a need for personal transformation. That's all it takes. It's will, right? Uh, you know, peace on earth and goodwill amongst people, right? Like all it takes mm-hmm. is not sainthood, it's just goodwill. Are we willing to work on those things? And and not on others, not not working on others, working on ourselves. Yeah, we mm-hmm. work on the stuff that we can control. The only stuff right. that we can control barely is ourselves, right? We can't right. So, save the world other than changing ourselves.
1: Yeah, I want I want to bring back Jesus to the conversation because when he said "watch and pray" or "pray and watch," a lot of people believe that it's to pray and watch others, but it's actually not. It's to pray and watch ourselves, right? But it, there's a lot of mistake. A lot of people are mistakenly confused a lot of times oh let me watch what so and so is doing no let's frame oh, I,
0: I always interpret that as you know i watch spiritist conversations on youtube
2: <laughs> Oh, watch Netflix. exactly no. <laughs> i would like to say hi to Mackenzie.
0: yes Kendry,
2: good to hear from you buddy
0: yeah Mackenzie, we're gonna have to get you back here Mackenzie is a friend of the show from the early beginnings um and so thank you for for tuning in buddy we we miss you we need to get you in here uh, but that's a, that's a great point, right? In general, that we are talking about this, this moment of awareness and self, self-awareness self and tolerance uh, and yeah. understanding that, uh, you know, we're not number one, right? There is no number one. Sure, we take care of ourselves, but we have to expand our consciousness to in, understand that there's other people here, part of the team as well. Um, oh, and okay. the selfishness, it, it, society has no longer a place for it. Like, let me Let me rephrase that future world. The way in which we're going will have very little tolerance for for us if we are not making that transition towards a more encompassing frame of mind.
2: It starts with self-awareness, right? So um, in in Chapter 3 of the Gospel, um, there is the classification of the different worlds. And so we are considered... Uh, planet of trial and expiation. And the definition of these uh, type of planets is where matter prevails over the spirit and evil prevails over good. Every time I spoke about this topic and I did a lecture on it, my mind went like, oh, there's you know the world out there is full of evil, right? But when the spirits are telling us that evil prevails over good, that means that in our nature, each one of us, because if you are in this planet, that's where you are. That's not who you are in essence, but that's where you are in awareness. And so because of our actions are essentially driven by self-interest, right? So we still live in a world where evil prevails over goodness. Mm -hmm. So when we think about, you know, um, going back to Jesus, you know, shine your light, right? Mm -hmm. Shining your light means that in order for that to happen, it's not like we're going to flick something and the light's going to turn on. That means that we have to acknowledge and enter our own darkness. And as we are able to enter courageously and consciously our own darkness, little by little, that darkness gets dissipate and light uh, is turned on. So I, I really like this concept. And, you know, we are like, we're not close to the end, but we are heading towards the end. And so I think that it's important that, you know, um, bring back the concept of, uh, because people are like, okay, we are transitioning. What, you know, Danny done, done talk about what cooperation, what is my role? What can I do, right? What is my contribution? So if the world is in transition, what is my role in this? And your role is not to save the world, although there's a lot that we can do outwards, but our primary concern should be doing, okay, so if the environment out there is such and I'm part of it, how can I make it better starting from my own self?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I love that, Sue. I, I love that. Um, but, you know, I think it's also nice to point out for folks that sometimes we make stories about darkness in our minds, right? But darkness is nothing but the absence of light.
2: Right. Right. Even Mm -hmm. physically,
0: it's not a thing of itself. It doesn't live like it's just the absence of enlightenment, (laughs) right? So it's not that there is two forces at play in the world. It's just there is self-interest, like Susanna was saying, and a more communal Christ consciousness of caring for everybody at once. And our job Mm -hmm. is to to awaken to that reality, which is I think like to go back to our previous comments, which is something that pops up often in the New Testament, right? I'm reminded to. uh, you know, piggybacking on, on Susanna's comment of the beautiful uh, sentence from Ephesians, a letter that Paul writes, it says, awaken you who sleeps, right? Mm-hmm. And the Christ will shine yep. upon you. So if we awaken to the spiritual reality that transcends our physical body, then this new knowledge, this new understanding will come to us. And we will see things differently because there's going to be light, right? When there's only selfishness. So it's a pretty cool perspective in general. And that's a challenge. It's, it's really hard. And it's moments of covid might be the time out that we need to kind of kickstart that process a little bit more, right, to, to be a little Is bit that, more considerate. I, I know I am, I'm rethinking the way I, I live life.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. So. I think all of us, all of us are, I mean, or most of us are, I should say, right? Uh, and, and everything that we see in front of us, it, it's an invitation. It's, it's a call to action for us to look at things either differently or towards a more uh, uh, encompassive or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More of a, um, Collaborative with other folks around us, right? Uh, Sometimes we 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 are driven by behaviors. If we really stop and think about them, really do the whole journey that we talked about a little few minutes ago, it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I spending a lot of my time on X versus Y? If I already know that the spiritual life is the real life, why do I still spend so much time caring only for my for my material life, right? That's also important. But not more important than my spiritual life. I mean, let's do just an assessment internally. How many hours in twenty-four hours a day that we have do we spend, you know, helping or really watering our spiritual self as opposed to watering our material self? Again, these questions, yeah. <clears throat> right? I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a great call to action.
3: Any situation that you know, those moments, those events that all of a sudden we stop and we say to each other, wow, you know, you don't know tomorrow, (laughs) you know, do what you can today, go hug your loved ones, any of these things make us consider the transitory nature of of material life, of our own physical bodies, gets us to that point, like, like Flavio was saying, where we stop and think, what am I doing with my time, right? And I think that that's a situation that many of us find ourselves in right now.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I was just going to comment on the question 919 of the Spirit's book uh, that is so often uh, mentioned um, also mm-hmm. in our talks and things like that. One particular um, interesting thing about this, this question, I mean, the answer is uh, spectacular, but the question is also extremely important to be analyzed because their Kardec is going to ask the spirits, what is the most efficacious way to, to improve and to overcome um, our, you know, I'm, I don't recall exactly the words, but mm-hmm. our, um, you know, shortcomings. Uh, yeah. yeah, our shortcomings. And, and so it's not just like, how do we do this? It's like, what is the best way, you know, what, which way works the best? And the spirits didn't answer. You know, go to a study group in the center or stop and pray or, you know, uh, or, or do as many talks or go out and do charity, distribute food. None of that. None of that. Right. So the best, the most efficacious way for enlightenment is to go deep inside. Mm. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, quite, it's, process, it's quite interesting. Right?
0: yeah yeah it's a process also hints to a daily process right which i think saint augustine that gives that answer tells us do as i did every day it's not like a do it as a one-time thing right right it's like every day you got to go back and ask yourself what is it that you are doing and does that it needs to be it needs to be
2: a way of living not Mm -hmm. not a practice it's something that needs to be just like into our routines, you know what I mean? And, and, and a lot of times what I like to remind people is like relationships are the best thermometer or the best instrument for us to do this work, right? So how, yeah. do, I, how do I get to know myself? Well, look at your actions, but most importantly, look at your reactions, because your reactions are the ones that are go- truly going to tell you where you are. Because when you're reacting, you're not thinking. Is your instinct? Is you know your most primitive self speaking? And so, if we just get into the habit of look how we react mm-hmm. in our relationships in face of the circumstances, we're going to start have hints of the areas that we need to better understand that we have to be minimally curious about why why is that person getting to me so deeply why am i reacting this way where are these feelings coming from and so as a starting point right for the process
0: so let me ask a question to all of us oh hold on we're wrapping up sir are you going to wrap us up absolutely man all right
1: how do we have we answered the question what is this planetary transition
0: Well, if, depends on who you ask, right? So really I would perfect. say, can we can we change your question slightly, Flav, and say, Absolutely. so what is given everything that we talked about? If we were to to summarize it, so what is this planetary transition thing? Who wants to go first?
1: <laughs> he did to me what I did in the beginning. Do you guys notice that? He yes. Gave, uh,
3: right back to me. I'm going to say. It's
2: I, I'm going to say revenge.
3: It's called planetary transition planetary because. Transition.
2: It's- <laughs> because
3: exactly. it's related to the evolution of our world via the evolution of its inhabitants, right? And most specifically in our situation now, our the moral transformation of us as individuals, um starting from within, as we've been discussing here tonight.
0: Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Great.
1: Love it. Yep.
0: Yep. And I would jump on that then and kind of go next and say um yeah it's it, we're definitely in the moments of transition and it's an important moment in our history and a story as a spirits and as humanity in general and it's the end of times but not the end of times that we have come to think of you know from our culture it's this moment the key moment in this generation or so to speak in the next maybe hundred years or so or more where we're gonna to have to really make deep changes to how we live and how we act And that is a really big departure from before. But I also want to focus on the positive and say, imagine the results of a world where people are collaborating, are really helping each other. We focus sometimes on the negative things and the fear and the anger, but we forget to look ahead and see what's the result of this. Um, I'm often reminded of that passage of Jesus calming the storm. And the reason why they're navigating, we forget because we're in the middle of the storm, is to get to the other side. And so I think we're, we're in the middle of the storm, but we have forgot that why we are here. We are here to get to the other side, that we were made for this. So I'm excited that we are uh, living in the spirits, that we have a chance to live in this difficult period, but things are going to get better. It's going to be a wonderful place once we fix up and patch up the house, right? hundred mm-hmm. percent.
2: To me, what comes to mind, transition, transformation, rebirth, the idea of uh, Lazarus, Coming back to life, and when Jesus tells, you know, to unwrap him and to let him go, the idea that it wasn't only um, important for him to return, but it was necessary to unwrap him from the illusions that he held, um, being holding on to to that point. It was necessary for him to be reborn, but to be reborn um, in, uh, with new values and new men from within. So planetary transition is uh, precisely this process. And as Dan said, it's not all, um, shouldn't be felt as a negative thing, but as a great opportunity for us to let go, let go of all the things that no longer serve us, that no longer are uh, contributing uh, to our lives, to enrich for a better quality of life and to truly invest on what uh, can give us. Uh, a new life, or as Jesus says, life in abundance. Yeah,
1: I, I like that. Right. I think I think we're, we're this transition. This is our last chance, right? Uh, sort of our last minute, you know, opportunity to do more, right? To really let go of, of materialism, to let go of the, the the focus and the efforts predominantly towards you know uh, betterment of our material th- things, instead, right? to change the overall values, to have better or more bigger, more ample eyes towards the spiritual side of the house, right? Towards our spiritual lives, towards, you know, forget about those illusions and the immediacy that we use. We oftentimes live and really focus on the light, focus on the future. So that way we'll position ourselves to remain here on earth. we close to our loved ones, as we mentioned before. Because if we choose pain, if we choose To not follow that, we might be exiled to other worlds, other planets, right? Depending on us and us only, not anybody else. Because we all have free will, as we mentioned. So again, I see this as the last chapter of this book, but that's not the only book. There's a series of books, right? That we are going to write about our stories. And this is the last chapter of this particular book that we are living these days.
0: Great, great. And before we wrap it up, hey uh, Flava, that's a great segue, which was not set up at all because we do this informally. But what are some of the books? What are some of the resources that folks can kind of go deeper into if they want to learn more b- about the topic? We talked about a couple of them today, right? right? We talked about Genesis, which is the fifth book of the Spiritist codification or compilation. Uh, the the, the kind of books that kind of kicked Spiritism off. Yep. The Genesis has that whole piece about reinterpreting the words of the Christ and kind of understanding things through a new meaning. The last part of it, chapter seventeen and eighteen, deal with this. Um, I think somebody else, oh, Flavio, also mentioned a book called Planetary Transition. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, which is a series of books too. Look at that, Heather. Right. Has, let's let's zoom in on Heather. Hey, Heather, hold that up again for us. Uh, that's a book she, by the prepared,
1: Like all of us. Yeah. Look at that, Heather. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. By the Spirit Manuel, Philomel de Miranda, which is really interesting as well. And of course, a lot of other messages in spiritist literature that you can find in different places. Um, but we're very excited. We want to thank you for listening today. Uh, remind you that uh, you can always go back to YouTube or Facebook and rewatch this. Or if you're a fan of podcasts and you're hearing us. As a podcast, whatever you find your great podcasts, um, you do, we also want to let you know that there's also a video piece to this episode. Not, all, not always. Uh, we don't always do this in video, but we're trying to. Uh, so do that. And we also, before we wrap up, um, we want to, um, you know, hey, Heather, I hear that you're doing a new activity as well, right? Are you doing a new video series?
3: Yes. Um, Kardec Radio invited Explore Spiritism, which um, I run the Explore Spiritism Facebook page. I'm a co-developer of the Explore Spiritism website. And uh, we were invited to have a, we're doing it bi-weekly, so a bi-weekly segment on Kardec Radio. And um, I'm I'm for anyone who's been following Explore Spiritism, I use that really as an umbrella to talk about all different aspects of Spiritism itself. And on this particular segment on Kardec Radio, it's kind of like uh, I'll be doing some commentary and reflection and also some touching on the fundamentals of Spiritist teachings itself. You know, can go in all different directions with the the umbrella, as I say uh, of explore spiritism so yeah thank you for bringing that up it's a new endeavor that i'm i'm pretty excited about and i encourage anyone to join me it's every other wednesday night um, on
0: and thanks for Maybe. dropping by heather um and just a reminder for folks um out there follow explore spiritism you know find heather in the social media in general uh, we also want to remind people you can also find us on social media as well hey. but uh, that uh, um because you know you got enough of us you can figure us out but we also want to let you know that we have a couple of episodes coming up so on may 27 we're going to have uh, one about music spiritually and we're going to have our fl- uh, our friend Federico fred from new york and also our friend adam from the uk who's going to be joining us and then on june 6 we're going to be doing a special uh, edition uh, which was planned to be a live session for the 14th us spiritist symposium and as you know the symposium has been moved to a virtual edition it's the first time we do it the topic of that one it's going to be can tech and spirituality connect and it's actually june 10th. yeah so that's an opportunity and we have more coming up and thanks for subscribing thanks for following us and we hope to see you soon and a big thank you to all of you guys who are either listening Um, Or watching and if you enjoy this, let us know and share that with a friend, too That's how people get to know what we're doing. So thanks everybody guys Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Have a great night, everyone